Mr. Lawler, I've offered this man a lot of money to do this, okay? Because it's worth it to me. However, I don't care if I end up penniless. I don't care if I have to spend my life savings. I will see to it that you end up in the hospital for one week, Mr. Lawler. Do you understand me? <laughs> I need me a Japanese. Hello there, folks. This is a We Don't Know Wrestling, and I am your host, Sam. This is going to be a quick solo show. Um, I have not podcasted for a while, as you probably know if you are subscribed to this feed. So... If you are ever thinking about buying a house, I would truly, truly not recommend it um, unless it's absolutely necessary. So in August of this year, um, I started that process with my wife. Um, And it would be an understatement to say it was very stressful. It was very time consuming um, and kind of shook things up from a life perspective as far as, hey, here's what I have time for now. So... And really, that's going to be a large reason why I haven't recorded anything over the past uh, several months. Even though I've had ideas and things I wanted to do, I just didn't have the time nor the energy after trying to get on phone calls with people from banks or lawyers and be like, hey, why can't I move into my home? But as of a few weeks ago um, or a couple of weeks ago, finally moved in, didn't have internet, didn't have access to a computer. So as of Late last week was the first time I was able to connect to the internet with a computer and watch wrestling. And I don't think I realized, well, I, I quickly realized um, how mentally exhausting it was to not have something that I've grown accustomed to enjoying, something that I have derived pre- pleasure from, uh, professional wrestling, um, something that brings me joy. Um, and just not have that in my life, not have that as part of my routine as well as waking up, watching a couple of matches before going to work was what I did. Um, and removing that from the equation was just tough um, and kind of put me in a rougher mental state than I typically am in. I typically am rather upbeat, I guess, or have energy for life uh, at the basic level, but not being able to enjoy things that I previously enjoyed um, took a lot out of me. So being able to finally watch wrestling again kind of helped level me out again, put me in a position where I was like, oh, okay, this is how it feels to be me. And I mean, that I think that can kind of go with anything. Um, if you are a big movie buff and for, for about a month or two months, you kind of have to say, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. Or rather, you don't know when you're going to be able to do that again um, in the dis- in the near future. Um, it's difficult. It's weird. It feels like you're not quite being you, um, oddly enough. So, I've been able to watch professional wrestling, which has been amazing, which has been great, which brings me great joy, and it's made me want to do podcasting again, something I've been wanting to do, but I haven't had the time and energy, like I said. But now, I feel like I might be in that spot. 
you may have seen on Twitter, just said, hey, this year, Florida Illinois always be Eric Tanner's five will not be happening this year. Um, again, I apologize for that. Um, this That's all on me, 100%. And I just couldn't dedicate the time that I that process deserves. And by deserves, I mean, um, I'm already been through a stressful time. Formerly known as Ori's Barry Turner's, it's gonna, it might put me in a grave. Um, if you've ever listened to the, the show uh, around the holidays, it is bananas um, in the best way possible. But also, every time I'm done with it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I just like took a several day nap, things are, I'll feel a little bit more rejuvenated here. So, I don't want to take the several day nap this year. I want to be able to kind of just move forward since I feel like I've already am way behind when I'm already way behind just as a person to begin with. Um, as the whole gimmick is, I don't actually watch professional wrestling. So that's now we move on to that. We keep going forward. Um, formerly known as Bear Tanner's Five postponed. I think some people were trying to figure out some other projects they could do to put on the feed, which. I'm all for, um, if you send me random clips, um, that are at least a minute in length and label it formerly known as Airy Bar- always Barry Tanner's five, um, or hashtag F K A A B T S five. I will clip them together at some point before, um, December 20th and just upload that file, whatever it turns out to be to the feed. So that could be something. So Okay, moving on. We don't know Wrestling 100. I've got to talk to Stephen Graham on that and get this thing moving because that is still going to happen. I don't expect kind of the response of years past just because I have been dormant. Um, This podcast has been dormant for long chunks of this year, but at the same time, it's a project that I love, adore, and I think it's worthwhile to do. And even if it's just for my own sake of putting together a list and seeing how that all shakes out, I need something that motivates me to do that. So this project will do that. Um, so watch out for when we announce that voting is open. That's probably going to be the very, very, very beginning of January. Um, and you guys can kind of submit your ballots there. Um, if you don't know what the, we don't know wrestling 100 is, I, I would think you would at this point, if you're listening to a solo show with me on the, we don't know wrestling podcast network, but maybe you don't. So we don't know wrestling 100 ranks the top 100, well, it ranks more than that, but it's the list of the top 100 um, wrestlers of the year, and that's based on folks submitting lists of 150 wrestlers on it that competed in 2019. It's based on in-ring, ring, in-ring work only, um, and then we take those lists, compile them, based, do some scoring, um, and then we come up with a final top 100. I do release the however many up to 100. Usually last year, I think we had like 647 wrestlers. So it was a, even a, a rate on wrestling 500, you could say. So I say just do that again this year. Um, but stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe do some audio content based around that coming up. Um, see how that all works out. But yeah. So, and like I said, hey, I finally watched wrestling and no better kind of stuff to do it than shooty style. So Watch the Paradigm Pro Fighting, what's it called? Paradigm Pro Wrestling Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix out of Jefferson, Indiana. Um, I was concerned about this card going into it. 
um, because it's a UWFI rules show in Indiana with a group of folks that I would not categorize as shoot-style wrestlers. So, Dreamit consisted of Derek Neal, Dominic Garini, Calvin Tankman, Anthony Henry, Eric Stevens, J.D. Drake, Lee Moriarty, Bryson. And it ended up being a pretty fun tournament. Um, some of it did feel cosplay uh, in some senses, and other times it just didn't feel like it didn't feel like the show it was trying to be. It didn't feel like a real shoot style tournament. Um, but I would say if you can go watch Calvin Hangman versus Lee Moriarty from that first round. Uh, it is truly, truly good stuff. Um, I think Tankman has that aura of being a killer. Um, and that kind of helps that whole match move, move along. Um, I think that could, he was the only big man in that tournament that felt like a killer. Like Brett Eisen is someone that I enjoy and has a mean form, but at the same time, Kelvin stalked. He looked like a fighter, looked like someone that was about to beat you to the ground. Um, I thought that was really, really good. It kind of changed the dynamics. Um, of that match, more so than any of the other matches, which kind of felt like folks that were trying to do a shoot-style professional wrestling match. Um, and then Stefan Bono versus Matthew Justice is another match that I would say, hey, recommend. Stefan Bono is, I don't know what his wrestling career is going to look like. Um, I'm going to guess a weird because I don't know who he's training with or kind of where he's getting his base knowledge of wrestling coming from MMA, um, but this was fun. Matthew Justice, one of the most fun workers of 2019, so really excited to see how he performs going into next year, and at the end of the match, they announced, hey, we're going to do this again, but it's going to be a street fight, and I was like, yes, that's, I'm here, sign me up, I'm there, um, so yeah, um, I think this show, if anything, proved that in the U.S., we have a long way to go as far as performing this style, um, whether you like Tetsujin or you like Ambition over in Europe, I think they have developed a style over there. In Bloodsport, I was like, I don't know if it's emblematic of how the United States performs in this, just because a lot of the folks feel like they are top-tier grapplers to begin with um, in professional wrestling, so it's hard to figure out, um, are these just really good folks doing this style? Um, and how do we kind of branch out from that? How do we get more folks into this style and performing at a more consistent basis? I don't know how to do that, but it feels like this was people watch tapes and was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, it didn't, didn't always work. Um, I think some people were more organic with that than others. Dominic Green always is kind of like, he can do it. I think if anything, this tournament did prove though, he might be better at incorporating that arsenal into pro wrestling, um, street fights, than he is than he was to kind of dive a shoot style tournament. Not to say he wasn't good in it. I think he was really good in it, but um, I think he's even better when he's kind of taking those skills and incorporating it into pro wrestling than trying to dictate an entire style of match based around that. But he also was facing JD Drake in that first round, who definitely wanted to have a pro wrestling match more than anything. So that was a quick thoughts on the Paradigm Pro Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix. Also watched the first few matches of Tetsujin. Very good. Michael May versus um, Jordan Briggs. Um, very good. Great match. I think 
Like that, that that felt like a match that knew what it was trying to do and was truly in the style that you were that I was hoping for. So awesome stuff. Can't wait to finish that show. It's on YouTube free. I'll link it in the description here. So yeah. Um I'm excited about pro wrestling right now. I'm gonna contact some folks, um, see what my schedule looking like. I wanna get more shows up before the end of the year. Uh, at least get some more capital C content out there. Um yeah, so thanks for listening to this short little bite-sized thing where I'm just like, hey, apologies for the absence. Not sure you really care, um, but also I'm excited to be recording again. I'm excited to be watching wrestling again. I'm excited about the sport uh, as we have matches that are starting to get announced for 2020 that are rocking my world, whether that be Thomas Shire versus uh, Daniel Makabe um, or just the recently announced John Davis versus Manders at SUP. Uh, there was a lot to get excited about. And, oh, Daniel Makabe versus Kevin Q. Those two matches I just said were going to be in the same show. And that's B.A. Anna Anna and um, Sup getting off to an early best promotion of the decade campaign. So, again, excited for this. You can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. Please follow the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network Twitter of at WDKWPN. Um, follow at QNTR. Um, so at letter Q and spelled out T the letter and R A R E um, on Twitter. Quentin and Tim have a great podcast on this network, and uh, you should be listening to that each and every week. Uh, truly insightful stuff. So thank you for listening, and I will be back hopefully in the not too distant future. <laughs>